Hello, hello, 6 a.m. runners, 6 a.m. community. Uh, guys, everyone out there listening, uh, it's Hami here, uh, CEO, founder. This, these episodes, as you guys all know, all these episodes are brought to you by 6amrun.com. Thank you guys so much. And you guys know I start every episode. It's probably boring and you probably are sick of the one-minute episode starts. But, you know, again, this gratitude to you guys listening to these episodes. We're getting great feedback. We're getting great guests. And... I'm learning so much from all of them. So this has been a great opportunity for myself to really speak to some really powerful people and meet some amazing people. And just kind of as we all grow and we all go on this kind of fitness and running and whatever journey we're all on, but these episodes have been great and I really appreciate everyone's support of them. So first and foremost, thank you and welcome to the 6am run podcast. With that, I don't want to waste any more time our next guest in this series, uh, Robin Stoloff. Robin, I will say, and, and I don't know if you heard an episode of ours before coming on, I always let the guest, I think you're your best hype man, hype woman. Uh, please <laughs> hype yourself up and, and tell everyone you know, about yourself and why I asked you to be on the show. Okay. Well, first, I love what you're doing and reaching out to the community because it's all about the community and we have to support one another. And those days, you just don't feel like doing it. It's great that you have somebody else kind of behind you pushing it. So that's wonderful. So I've been in the fitness business and basically TV business my entire life. I started right out of Villanova, out of college on a television station as a health reporter. So you're right here by us. Yeah, actually. Yes, that's right. And so I always loved fitness and health. And so when I started at the TV station, I was actually in the sales department. And a couple of years into it, I said to my manager, I think you guys need a health reporter. And I know just the girl to do it. So I sort of created my own job. Basically, they so said, is that, by the plan, is that 3ABC? Is that, which one was it? Was it? It was an NBC affiliate in okay. an, out of Atlantic City, okay. which is now no longer on the air. It just went off the air about seven years ago, which is mind-boggling to me, but it was a small station in Atlantic City Market, which was the local news and, you know, talk about community. It was the station. But, the, but everyone knows your local years. news is like, you're, they're like, I, I never forget, you would see like, when you see the local reporters out and about, they are kind of, they, not they are kind of, they're celebrities to the local people. People get to know you, that's for yeah. sure. And and I think hopefully at this point, people know me in my community as being the girl that always promotes help, the person that always is in health and fitness and living a healthy lifestyle. And, you know, it's morphed over the years because when I was younger, I was in fitness competition, bodybuilding. I taught workout classes. My I used to teach two classes in a row and well, then go can, out can, dancing. Can I, can I back up to that? <laughs> sure. I didn't know that about you, but can I back up? And this has never changed, especially local news. You can't, and again, we get Delaware here. We get Phillies. Mm-hmm. Philly is mm-hmm. our local news because Delaware yes. is such a small state. That's what we are too, in Atlantic City area, sure. So for us, you can't turn on the gym gardeners and didn't use the celebrities we have locally. And it starts with, I always tell my wife, I'm like, every episode, it starts with either, I'm, I'm going to tell you right now, it's going to start with a fire or a shooting. Yeah, that's right? really kind of sad. <laughs> so, But here's what I'm getting at. You, I don't think what maybe the producers now probably got after your idea, your kind of stuff or... Well, I love when they do like consumer reports, health reports, your stuff in the middle of all that. And even like the weather is such a breath of fresh air to the bad stuff that they're reporting. I'm sure your segments were really, really popular. Well, thank you. I hope so. I'm still actually doing them on radio. I morphed into radio. So it's been my entire life to get the message out about health and fitness and living a healthy lifestyle. And I, my tagline is empowering you to live a healthier life. 
And that's really my mission too. It's not just a tagline to me. No, I love that. And I'm sorry, I just wanted to go back because I think that what your idea was at that time is something that's needed on those new, like I said, nobody likes to hear and it's, it's you know, the, all the bad stuff, but let's keep yeah, it. Absolutely. We, we want to be a place of escape for people. So we won't go into the bad stuff, but now it's so, okay. So that happens. And then now keep going. I'm sorry. No, no, it's okay. So yeah, so I, I started with that and basically it started me, me doing fitness segments and then it kind of changed into doing, my manager said to me, you know, not everybody works out, but everybody eats and everybody wants to be healthy. You should expand your topics. So sure. I did. I started doing that and then it turned into my doing interviews with people. I started doing half hour programs and it was great. It was a really great run until about seven years ago when the station closed its doors and I was like, what? I can't believe this actually happened. It was just, you know, you know, it always comes down to money. And with uh, NBC in Philadelphia, they're the big behemoths. And it just kind of, you know, we just got taken off the air. So at that time, I was like, well, what do I do now? And the folks from the radio station where I now work contacted me and said, why don't you do what you do on TV on the radio? And I was like, okay, (laughs) I'll give it a try. I don't know really how to do it, but I'll just figure it out as I go, like most things, right? And that's basically what I did. So I have a radio show now and about, I guess a year and a half ago, I started my own podcast because I felt like I do, you know, short snippets. I love the bite size. I call them bite size features because people are busy and I love doing, you know, quick things because they're driving in their car and they're hearing a segment or when I was on TV, it was a short interview. And a lot of times people just want to get a little bit If they like the info or if they're interested, they'll follow up. You can go online, follow it up. So that's what I still do today. But there were some things, for instance, I did a podcast on gut health and I was like, we got to talk further about this. There's so, so much more to say. So I decided I'm going to start doing a podcast and I don't keep, my podcasts aren't really very long either. They're 20 some minutes maybe, but I do, I like to dive a little deeper into some of the topics so that I started doing that as well. Yeah. And sometimes, you know, you don't need to overkill, right? Like sometimes shorter is better. I know for us, our listeners run anywhere between three to six miles. So we do same thing. If it goes to a little over 30 minutes, that's fine. Maybe you can keep going after you're done running, but absolutely. Yes. Let me get back to the physical fitness aspect of your career. Where in your life, we went through obviously more of like the work life, but I, and I know, but yes. obviously, can you tell us where was there a particular incident? Was there a particular moment when physical fitness became something of major importance to you personally? You know, I was an athlete my entire life. I played sports when I was a kid growing up. I played lacrosse at Villanova. And when I got out of school, you know, there was this thing called aerobics instructors. <laughs> back then, when I, he used to wear the leg warmers. This was going back a long time. The Jane Fonda crowd. Denise, Denise Austin, Jane Fonda. And, uh, he was, uh, <laughs> That's he, he was, right. He, That's where I grew up in there. Oh, my goodness. Dylan Meal was who was Dylan Meal? Well, yeah. Oh, yeah. I forget who that was. So, but anyway, so I started teaching workout classes because I thought this is so fun. This is great. I'm getting my workout in. I'm motivating people. I'm teaching classes. Started at the local gym kind of around the same time as I started at the television station down, we call it down the shore in the Atlantic City area. And, you know, I was dating my husband at the time. We'd only been dating six months. We met in a gym because I had taught a few classes in the gym. He was the manager. I was the aerobics instructor. So funny. And um, he encouraged me. He said, go do it. You really want to be in television. You got this job, take the opportunity. So I did. And I thought I was going back home, which was Bluebell, Philadelphia area. And I never left. He ended up 
marrying me and coming down this way. So we have had fitness in common in our entire lives. And that's been such a beautiful thing because we both understand how important it is and that that workout time, even if it's just an hour a day, is our time. Mm -hmm. And that's important for all of us. And to this day, we have instilled that in our kids. We have a full gym in our basement. It's really like almost a professional gym. We bought out somebody who was selling their equipment. And I've got my son, who's a rugby player, who's 21. My daughter, who is almost 19, both of them working out. We really push and try to instill that in them and eating really healthy as well. I mean, that's just part of our lives. And, you know, we're not perfect. I love my ice cream cone. You know, I'm not a goofy, crazy person that just eats like, you know, wheatgrass all the time, but I try to eat well. And I try to let other people know that the choices you make affect your life. The choices we make as we go, and I tell my kids this all the time, make good choices. That's my Mm -hmm. mantra to them, because that affects what's going to happen to you. Maybe not next week, maybe not next year, but down the road. So if we can instill that in our children at a young age, we're giving them a gift for life. And that's my Mm -hmm. true belief. No, I I do love that. And I think that that's, you know, and same thing as a father, I think kids learn by not just as even my oldest right now is 14. I constantly have to remind myself that, you know, you can't tell a kid, clean your room. You can't tell a child, do this, do that. You know, you have to really do. And they, they see that. I make sure, Absolutely. you know, my room is clean because I, I, I'm i not going to not make my bed and, and tell the, the kids you got to make yours. And, you, you know, do you have to set the example? I always say that you can't tell a kid not to smoke with a right. cigarette hanging out of your mouth. <laughs> it yes. just doesn't really work. <laughs> no. And even eating, right? Like I can't tell, you know, the kid's no, you need to eat healthy or, you know, I'm going to go get McDonald's for myself because I, you know, that just doesn't work. What I love too, in your bio and some of the things I read about you was also, I think as we get older, physical fitness though, there's no question maintaining it, getting up to hype yourself to do it, right? The drive gets a little lost. I know that with work, I know that with family, I know you know, I, I joke with my wife. I have to sometimes feel like I have to schedule when I'm going to go to the bathroom some days, right? Like yeah. TMI, but yeah. it's like your days <laughs> kind of like, they're just so, you know, having multiple kids, right? Like there's just so many things that go on in people's days. And then as you get older, you are a little more tired. You are a little more lethargic. You are, you know, it's tough to, I, I don't know. But you know, have you ever ended a workout and said, I wish I didn't do that? Has anyone ever said that? You always feel great afterwards. It's just, I tell everybody this, just get your sneakers on. Just start, just start. And you'll feel so much better. And you never regret it, but you regret the workouts you missed. Absolutely. You'll feel bad about it. <laughs> my, my wife tells me all the time and, and I talk about running or things I do. And my wife, you know, she jokes, she's like, well, you love running. And I said, hell no, I don't. I said, I don't sit there every morning, smile and say, let's go. Like I actually think of reasons maybe I shouldn't run today. But to your point, none of those feelings, I know the euphoric feeling of when I finish and I stop and I hit hit my three miles, hit my six miles, and I hit stop on the watch, that feeling trumps all of the reasons I'm looking for not running in the beginning of that. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. And I kind of feel bad for people that never felt that feeling because I agree with you. Now, I'm going to be honest. My husband loves to lift weights. He loves it. It's his thing. He comes home from work, goes down the basement. He's a little maybe 
tense and uptight after working, comes up from the basement. He's a happy, new, wonderful person, but he likes the process. When I'm lifting weights, it's okay. I can live with it. I don't love it, but I love the way I feel and I love the way I look and it just makes, gives me confidence. So I do it, but he Mm -hmm. really is one of the rare people (laughs) that loves to work out and he's been doing it since he's 13 and he's 61. He knows it and he doesn't miss. I mean, if he's injured, he'll miss it. But I'm saying for the most part, he doesn't miss. And I'll tell you what, nobody should have the excuse to miss a workout for time. Because I just interviewed a celebrity chef who travels 300 and some days a year, Robert Irvine, if anybody knows who he is. He's on the Food Network. He works out at least an hour a day. Wherever he is, whatever he's doing, he makes the time. So after I did that interview, I said, none of us should have that excuse. Find the time. If it's important to you, you will find the time. People find time to go get their nails done. They find time for whatever. (laughs) Watching your show, find time. Yeah. I mean, even like even hotels, I mean, when you're, I mean, the pandemic kind of put a pause to this, but even like hotels, if you're booking travel, you know, you find a hotel and you don't need much. For me, it's a treadmill, some dumbbells. You know what I mean? One of the beauty things that our business saw during the pandemic, and this is a good thing, you know, dumbbells, bench press receipts, like so many things were sold out because I, what I love is a lot of people were like, look, I'm not my gym. And it does suck for gym owners, but gyms were closed. So people were like, well, guess what? My living room is now my, my new gym membership. Yeah. And some of the gyms didn't make it. My gym, right. per, personal, my gym where I worked for almost 30 years closed down. We thought it was two weeks, then two months, and it was closed for good, which was yeah. shocking because I was there for so long. Another thing in my life that was, you know, an upheaval. So now I do workout classes online, virtually. Right. And most right. of my people are over 45, 50 years old because, and I get how they feel. My knees aren't what they used to be. I mean, yeah. I always say my mind is 35, my age is 59, and my knees right. are 70. <laughs> you know, yeah. that's, that's, I've worn them out. I used yeah. to run. I used to do all that. So I kind of understand how these women feel. And so what I try to do is make my workout. I don't jump, but I, we get your heart rate up. You don't have to jump, you know, and that's well, well, two what things I know how too. to do. Yeah. So what I think people, and that's the other part of this, I think one thing I've not talked about on this show You have to realize, and I sometimes get a little nervous with my daughter, someone who's been a athlete, technically, these kids now, my daughter started when she was six in basketball, right? That's young. Now her AAU this past weekend, she had six one-hour games in a three-day period, right? Like, you got to remember, she's going to get 25 and she's going to feel it, right? You Uh you won't. And no matter how healthy you eat, whatever, I mean, your body's going to feel a little bit of of the wear and tear. So maintaining it is going to be, and and it's funny. I love, there's an old man by my neighborhood. He runs, but you can probably assume the running is like a speed walking, right? (laughs) Yeah. Right. Right. I love driving by this guy and just, I don't know who he is, but it's like, I I just sometimes want to stop my car and be like, yeah, you're the man. Like I never want to stop either. You know what I mean? And I give those kind of people so much credit. I play tennis with an 82 year old woman. We all come out, we got knee braces, this, that. This woman comes out, she's got nothing. She's unbelievable. And when you see people like that, it it is so inspiring. You're like, God, Mm -hmm. I want to, I want to be that person. I want to keep at it. And she's just, she's fit. She's just in great shape. And it's just amazing to me when people can maintain that. But my husband tells a funny story when he was like, 
18, 19 training in the gym. He was like 200 and some pounds, big guy. And he used to see this older guy come in in his 60s, what my husband is now. And he said he would put the, the stuff on his elbows, rub in the, you know, whatever it was, the Bengay, wrap his wrists, wrap his elbows, wrap his knees. And he's like, I'd be looking at him like, dude, give it up. What are you doing? He goes, now I go into the gym, I'm rubbing something on myself. <laughs> and there's some young guys looking at me like, oh my God, right, right, right. what are you yeah. doing? So no. it's funny what you have to do to maintain, but yeah. whatever it takes, and you do have to change some things. I mean, you need more rest time. You can't do what you used to do. As I was saying before, I used to teach two workout classes in a row in my twenties and I would go out dancing in high heels. You know, I don't think I could do that now, <laughs> but that was the lifestyle then. And I would, you know, my stretching was like three seconds. Now I realize, hmm, maybe I need a little, do a little bit more. And I wish somebody told me younger, stretch mm-hmm. a little more, rest a little more, take it easy a little more, because I was like either fast forward or stop. There was no in between of relaxation. And that's not a good way to, to do it. But, you know, you learn that as you age and you learn mm-hmm. how important it is, especially for runners. Runners yeah. who love to run don't want to stop running. But as you get older, you gotta you gotta learn to you know adjust. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie to you. Yeah, doing a couple of big races I've done in the fall and kind of taking the winter winters are, are a little bored. You know, you can't run outside all the time and things like that. You can enjoy those days. But now I'm really excited with it being spring. I'm like, all right, now now I'm I'm definitely gonna get back out there and and, and do more. Let's get back to diet. I want to know as I get older, and I know you talk about this a little bit, and you had a segment on. And you, you know, interviewing chefs and foodies, mm-hmm. do you find even personally, do you find time to cook? Like one of my biggest dilemmas as the girls do practices, as I'm on the road, as my wife and I are obviously running this company and both of us are in different meetings and getting home at different times. We do relish in the nights that we can do a home cooked meal and also at the, and, and Maybe I'm like most families, maybe I'm not. I don't know. I'm, I don't know what other families are doing, but we usually get about at minimum two family dinners a week, right? Yeah. And for us, that I, I mean, that's I relish those. I love those. Yeah, that's probably typical though, because everybody's running around all yeah. the time. And there's Wednesday tonight, for example, the one kid's here and the other, we won't be able to do this tonight, right? So me and my daughter who are going to basketball, we're going to have to be on our own for dinner. And then my wife and the other kid who are going somewhere else, they're going to be on their own. Where I'm getting at, sorry, long-winded, but what are your thoughts on home cooking, on diet, on food? Because um, it seems like you bring a little bit of that aspect to your podcast and your world as well. I try to. I mean, I'm certainly not a gourmet cook and we cook no. very basic, but we try to make it flavorful. I use a lot of fresh spices and herbs and so forth. But it's really funny when people gain weight over the pandemic, I actually lost weight because mm-hmm. I wasn't going out to dinner. I loved, I'm Italian. I love to go out to eat. I love food. And my mom was a, God rest her soul, was a great cook. I mean, we always had too much food. You never saw the bottom of the pan. No. There was always too much food. And, you know, that's how I learned to eat. And I could have gone that way. I could have gone that way. But I didn't want to, you know, my mom was overweight her entire life. And I didn't want that for myself. And, you know, I know people struggle with their weight. I'm not disparaging anyone. But mm-hmm. I wanted to try to maintain a healthy weight especially with some knee issues, you got to be careful with that. But over the pandemic, I cook so much more. And my husband has, you know, taking up some cooking as well. And we each have our thing. He does like the meats and the steak. I do the roasted chicken and those kinds of things. But every single morning he gets up before me and he chops up vegetables and he leaves them in a pan for me. And when I get up, I make myself an omelet 
with the vegetables. So I start my day with a glass of water and an omelet, one egg, egg whites, and some vegetables. So I, right there, I'm starting off really well. Yeah. And my son has a dairy allergy. And that, that sets the tone the rest of the day, by the way. But yeah, go ahead. It does. Absolutely. You start off right, strong like that. And my son has a dairy allergy. So he's really, you know, for 21-year-old living at college, he eats salads and he eats like, well, first of all, we taught him to eat healthy, but there's no ordering pizza for him or fast food because it all has, there's dairy in a lot of this. He can't take a chance. So, cause you know, his throat could close up and he could have to go to the hospital. It's not just a stomach upset. It's right. serious. So he cooks for himself and he eats very amazingly healthy. In fact, his friends tease him because he has like anchovies on his salad. <laughs> Your food stinks. Stop it. But we've taught him to do that. And that's how we eat as a family. We eat very healthy and not to say we don't go out Every now and then, like my husband will call it a dirty burger, or we'll go out and we'll get, we don't really eat fast food. If we're going to eat something kind of fattening or, you know, a little over the top, we want it to be good. We'll get something, Mm -hmm. you know, like a really good burger at a good burger place, not fast food. Or if we want to go out for Italian, you know, that'll be a special treat. But then I don't eat bread normally. I'm, I'm just not a big bread eater. And that's hard because I was from an Italian family. But I just, if I want a piece of bread, I have it. But it's just not part of my, I'd rather have a salad than a sandwich. And right. it's just been part of my life to do that. But I don't, it's funny because I just interviewed somebody and I, and I asked about this. I said, if there's a trigger food for you, like chocolate, should you not eat it at all? Or should you just have like a piece of it? And it was, it's a weight loss doctor. And she said, well, you know, there are some people that you say you can't eat any at all. And all they'll think about is chocolate. They'll wake up and they'll want chocolate because you told them they can't have it. And then there's other people that say, I can have a, maybe I'll have a square of chocolate. But for those that can't handle that, they'll say a square. You're kidding. I'm having four squares. I'm going to have the whole candy bar. So you have to know your diet personality. And Mm -hmm. that, I totally believe in that. You have to know, like, I love mint chocolate chip ice cream. I do not buy it. I do not buy mint chocolate chip ice cream because I do not want it. It'll be in my house. It'll be there, you know? Or for me, it sucks. It's like, you can't just sometimes buy, you know, it's the portion, even when you go out to dinner, right? It's all the proportion. Oreos, if I could literally have a Oreo that was in a bag one, right? And that I open it and I eat that one and I see like, and it's not in the house and it's not there. Mm -hmm. I will be fine. It's when you know there's 30 more in the pantry. Who eats one potato chip, right? You know what I, I mean, mean right. that's it. So don't buy it. Don't put it in your cart. You have control of that. We yeah. have control. That's what we, There's no force from outside of like, you know, coming down from the heavens telling us to buy it. And, you know, if I want mint chocolate chip ice cream, I'll go and spend whatever, $7 now on an ice cream cone. They're getting expensive and I'll go get it. Mm -hmm. And I just rather do that than have it in my house and it'll be calling me, Robin, chocolate chip ice cream. I know myself, but I could have a bag of potato chips in my cupboard for six months. Wouldn't do it for me. It's not my thing. In in that regard, and when you talk about food and when you talk about dieting and, and physical fitness, do you prescribe to a certain, You I think you said meats and things like that. What is your yeah. thought on, so where I'm getting at too, for example, me, I've really been on, I do go, I go on kicks too, right? I'm not vegan. I'm not vegetarian, but like what I've really started to prescribe to, especially maybe the springs help this out. I go in like waves of things. Mm-hmm. Like I'm right now on like a Greek food, Mediterranean kind of kick. You know what I mean? And salads and olives and oils and vinegars, like, and just kind of trying like that. 
Do you go through that too? Do you go through like kicks of like, you know, you talk about like burgers and things like that. Yeah. I mean, I do. If like, if I want to clean up a little bit, you know, like, especially after the holidays and something that's worked for me that I really like is following, if you've ever heard of the whole 30 diet, some people may not like that because you have to cut out, but I mostly don't eat that stuff anyway. So Ah. it's not that hard for me to cut out. I was telling one of my friends about it and you don't drink alcohol for 30 days. I don't really drink alcohol. So <laughs> she was like, I'm out. I can't do it because she drinks a, a glass of wine every night. But for oh, wow. me, you know, maybe I'll have a glass of wine when I go out to dinner, something like that. But I don't drink in my house. It's just not a part of my life, which is a good thing. Uh, I have not made that a habit. And so that will be the thing. But one thing I like about the whole 30 diet, and for me, this works. I don't have to write it down. I don't have to keep track. It's just general healthy eating. Okay. And that's kind of really the way I eat anyway, but it just cleans it up a little bit more. Some people, and I totally prescribe to this, I think it's great to write down what you eat because you do, it's an eye-opening experience. The times that I have written it down, (laughs) it can be like, wow, I didn't realize I actually ate that or I didn't know I ate that much because our portion sizes, when you go out to dinner and get a steak, it's like four times the size of what yeah, a yeah. real steak portion should be. It should be the size of a deck of cards. Who eats that? <laughs> so what I do, and I've said this on the podcast before, and I think, don't get me wrong, I love my wife for many other reasons, but having a loving person and, and a partner to go, I should say a partner and a friend to go out to dinner with, I'll get something from a menu that I know is going to be over, like it's going to be a lot. But like, for example, it doesn't have, let's say French fries left over for me. I curse a little bit, Robin. French fries, leftover French fries for me taste like shit. Don't get me wrong. I love French fries fresh. Right. But I don't want soggy, have yeah. to burn the oven. Yeah, they're done, they're done. I'll, t- I'll tell you. So my, what I try to get is I'm like, all right, if we're going to go out to a restaurant, let's say it's Saturday night, right? I'm going to try to get something. I know it's going to be a lot, but I'm going to do my best to eat the portion that makes me full. But guess what? I've got lunch tomorrow. Right, right. Exactly. You know what I mean? And it'll be good just either put in the microwave, warm up, let's mm-hmm. say somewhere sure, and it, say- or eat cold, but it's, I got lunch tomorrow. So the way I look at it is, and especially with the prices of going out my, for four of us, the two girls, me and my wife, my wife and I, there's no nice restaurant for four of us. That's under 150 bucks anymore. Oh no. Mm-mm. Can't not even you know a I mean? medium kind of restaurant anymore. Chick-fil-A, let me tell you this, Chick-fil-A, my daughter was at a tournament last weekend and we had to, and I, fast food, I'm still picky on, I'm I'm with you. Mm -hmm. Four of us to stop at Chick-fil-A was $47 for four meals. (laughs) Are you kidding me, right? (laughs) Chick-fil-A, fast food. Yeah, that's ridiculous. It's out of control. So to your point, I'm more like, all right, look, and don't get me wrong. You need to go out. I'm glad people yeah. I'm sure, want to get out now with, with everything that's been going on. But I'm like, all right, well, let's make it worth it. It'll be dinner. But guess what? You better damn be sure it's going to be lunch tomorrow as well. Right. Well, that's smart. And that's smart. But not everyone can do that. And in fact, in my family, we cleaned our plates. There was no, and it wasn't like even people said, you have to clean your plate. We just did. Right, right, right. <laughs> so we like to eat. Eating an Italian family is just intertwined with our fabric. It's just oh. in us. You know, it's just part of us. And so I really had to, had to really change my view on it as I've gotten older because I could have gone down that route and I just don't want to do that. So Italians and my family's um, Persian. So these mm-hmm. cultures, what they do is that's also how they show love. 
by yes. making you food. If an Italian family is cooking for you to come over or their own loved ones, but that's a way of, I love you. I know it sounds Absolutely. crazy. But no, it's, it's part of it. When you feed someone, it's the same thing. I think when you take, think about this, when you're courting someone and you take them out to dinner, you're sure. feeding them, you're showing them, I'm interested in you. I, I like you. You know what I mean? Of so course, I think there's, there's some subliminal, I don't know if this has ever been even visited, but there's so much of a, like I said, in your mom and your of nurturing of, no, I, I care and love this person. Let me feed them. Absolutely. And, you know, back in the depression days when they, many people had to do without food is a symbol of prosperity as well. So, right. you know, my, my grandfather was like that, you know, they had food, they wanted us to eat it. It was part of that right. mentality also. But yeah, it definitely is. And I always say, if people only ate when they were hungry, probably no one would be have a, have a weight problem because right. people eat for so many reasons. We eat when we're happy. We eat when we're sad. We eat when we're bored. We eat out of habit. You know, mindless eating. That's what a lot of, you yeah. know, you've heard that term before. And that's a big part of what we do. I mean, they say, do not. How many people look at their phone and eat at the same time? And you don't even realize what's going into your mouth or watch a TV show and eat or keep one thing that I've tried to do, especially is, you know, I I can pick, pick with the best of them. If I'm at a party or if I'm wherever, somewhere where there's a lot of food, I try not to position myself near something that I could, the chips or the, not even chips that I would like, but something that I would pick on. I wouldn't want to position myself near there because you sometimes don't even realize that you're talking and you're eating and you don't need to. You know, you can have fun without it, you know, and always have some water in your hand or some other kind of, you know, lighter beverage so that you have something to drink at least. So you're not always just eating. So little tricks. And I've learned it from a lot of people. I've interviewed nutritionists and dietitians and, you know, doctors over the years and little tricks I've picked up are helpful. What, um, real quick too, I want to make sure we do visit. And I think you may, we've been talking about this, but you have four pillars of health and one, a couple of my last questions as we kind of come into the fourth quarter of the conversation, just, and, and what, cause you're on your bio. I want to make sure we also reiterate a few major th- points you have before we kind of wrap up your four pillars are sleep, very important diet, physical fitness, and stress relief, whatever that is, meditation or whatever that could be. Okay, I was gonna say, let's get it because I don't think that's the last pillar we didn't talk about. Yes, yes, and that's an important part of it and self-care. And that's hard for a lot of people and especially women because women often have jobs and, you know, I don't wanna be sexist, but many times they are tasked with a lot of the things in the household and taking Mm -hmm. care of the kids. And it's a tough juggling act, Mm -hmm. it really is. But you really do, and I, I just read something, just recently, people are taking more mental health days. The pandemic shined a light on the importance of mental health and how many people really struggle with it. And it is not separate from physical health. Not not even that. I think the word of my daughter, my oldest was born in 07. I think since then for me and becoming a father in 2007, and I want you to finish on this, the word that I really, me growing up as an 80s kid, it wasn't even a word. I knew it, but we never used it. Anxiety is such a big word now. My daughter will randomly be like, it gives me anxiety. And I'll be like, I never would walk around and say that. And and I'm not saying that she's wrong. She's right. But that's not something we grew up saying. You know what I mean? In some ways, I don't want to say that's good that she feels anxiety, but I'm glad she can at least identify it. And we're talking about it more. One thing that social media has done is opened up. People are much more open 
about right. things. And that's in some ways a good thing because we are talking more about mental health and it's not you're some weirdo. I mean, everybody has something. And mm-hmm. I think we really need to talk more about it. It is not separate. If you broke your leg, you would go to the doctor and you would get your get a cast or whatever you needed. Why is it different for mental health? Why do people hesitate to get help if they're having mental health issues? There's still a stigma attached to it. It's getting better. It's getting mm-hmm. better, but it's unfortunate. And all of that, what I just said, the four pillars of health, they all work together. Mm-hmm. Physical fitness, sleep, all of those things, nutrition, mental health, all go, they're a package. And if one's lacking, then you can suffer in another area. So that's really important. And it's important to check in with yourself. You know, it really is. How are you feeling? What are you doing? If you're getting down a lot, talk to somebody. It's nothing to be ashamed of. There's, it no. doesn't, it's not a sign of weakness. No, you, you are 1000% right. We hit all those topics. You know, I'm really, this was great. I think I'm hyped a little bit. Uh, your energy is amazing. Don't stop doing what you're doing. Thank you. This is I love really it. great stuff. And I'm sure anybody running, maybe for 30 minutes, forgot the pain of running for a second. I think they're, they're listening <laughs> I to hope us. So. <laughs> Do a couple miles for me. <laughs> yeah. Now, any, any last words, maybe something I didn't ask that you want to share with our group. But also, after that, please, 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 Robin. We will, by the way, I have it all. We will put everything in your bio so people can physically click on it. But do you mind sharing where people can reach you, find you and um, get in touch with you? Sure, absolutely. So my website is livingwellwithrobinstoloff.com. So everything is really there. But I also have a YouTube channel, which is Living Well with Robin Stoloff, of course. And then, of course, all my social media, Facebook, Instagram, just search Robin Stoloff. You will find it, S-T-O-L-O-F-F. And I've got lots of tips and interviews that I've done. I show some workouts that my husband and I have some fun. We we do some workouts together and then we just post it online, like 45 seconds. Because people, I told you, they have a short attention yeah. span. But we just post these little snippets of like two old people working out. <laughs> Here we are, 59 and 61, and just showing people like, look, we're doing it. You can do it too. And eventually we may get into, you know, doing some training with people online or we're not exactly sure what when we both graduate. I don't like to say retire. When we graduate from work, that's what I always say. (laughs) Because graduation sounds like you're moving on. I don't like retire. Retire sounds like you're going to sit in a rocking chair, right? Right, right, I want to graduate from work and move on to my next thing. And when he's done with what he's an attorney, when he, he, but he's, you know, fitness is his thing. Fitness is his life. We'll probably end up doing something together in that day. Maybe we'll do a podcast together and some YouTube, you know, videos on working out. We don't know exactly, but you know, that's exciting to me because we both love it and we want to share what we've learned Mm -hmm. throughout our lives. It's just very, to me, that is what could be more important than your health. Really? Mm -hmm. What is, you could teach people to make money. You could teach them all these beautiful things, but if you're not healthy, what good is it? What good is any of it? And that's the bottom line. So that's, if I had to leave with anyone with anything, you know, your health is your wealth. And that's the most Mm -hmm. important thing in the world. And if you can pass that along to your children, you're giving them a lifelong gift. And it it goes to say, if I told you right now, Robin, I'll give you $10,000 right now to go to the gym. You'd probably be like, shit, okay, hell yeah, right? But if I told you, go pay a gym over the course of, a year, let's just say at, at minimum hundred dollars a month, mm-hmm. go pay a gym a thousand dollars and go to it. People are like, oh, spend a thousand dollars. But what they don't understand is how valuable are extra years of life. Yes. 
That's an investment right? in your health. And think of all the stupid money you've spent in your life. If you're like me, I've spent money on dumb things in my life. So to me, health and fitness, there is nothing more important. Right. I mean, whatever, whatever you spend is an investment in you. Now, of course, you don't just spend the money for the gym. You have to show up and work out at the gym. That's the, that's the bottom line there. And I think too, a little bit too, that's, that's where most, and I think this is a good thing on bullying and so on social media, you know, I think back in the day, I think people were a little like, oh man, like going to gyms, you know, one thing I love about today's kind of the, where we are today, I think Jim and you and I are, like I said, you you can talk about eighties, nineties, gyms were a place of good looking people and fit people, Right. But I do think for most part, a lot of that has changed. I, I know the gym I go to, all shapes and sizes are there getting mm-hmm. their fitness on. You know yes. what I mean? And that's a good thing. I know that it when is. I did the New York City Marathon, all shapes and sizes were running. It's not about where you are now, but it is about finishing, right? So Absolutely. that's really what matters. I do agree with that. And I love to see that. It is changing. And, you know, the baby boomers have gotten older too. So you'll see older people in the gym now. And that's really great. I mean, my mom's generation, women didn't go to gyms. It wasn't a thing. You know, now it's, you know, we're right in there with everybody. And I I love that. And there's sports out there for people to pickleball. People are playing that now. You know, there's things for people to to do socially. and, and And I do that with tennis. I've met a lot of good friends that way. And that keeps me active as well. Yeah, that's awesome. Robin, this was a great conversation. So um, much thank fun. You so for much your fun. time. Thank you. And I can't wait to get this episode out in, in, in a few weeks and share your information with everyone. And I hope we can see you and see your stuff and your podcast and share all that. Thank you. I hope people will come to my podcast. I really do because it's it's something that's really in my heart and I'm trying to bring information that helps people live a better life. And definitely, uh, obviously us being a Delaware company, so all the Jersey, Philly, Pennsylvania and South and North Jersey people, definitely, I'm sure, in because uh, I know we have a lot of local fans because we're here. So hopefully oh, well, a lot great. of them will want to support hope so. Well, thank you for the opportunity to chat. Awesome. Thank you guys. Bye everyone. <laughs>